2: Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, share your comments and thoughts, and answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please remember, we are not experts. As we say, we're just podcast hosts, and we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor, a mental health professional, as needed. And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And today on this mini episode, we have a very special guest here to help us answer your questions. Welcome Priyanka Mathieu.
3: Hi, guys. I'm so excited
2: to be back. Yay. So... Forever 35 listeners know you well as one of our first guests, an (laughs) early, early adapter, an OG Forever 35 guest. Um, And we're so excited to have you back on the occasion of the launch of your new podcast and new podcast network.
3: Yes, thank you so much. So much has happened. I actually just re-listened to the episode and I can't believe it was like a year ago. I mean, my kid was four and now he's five. So yeah, (laughs) and I've had another one.
2: Wow! Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, wow! Time has flown. It goes I fast. Guess.
3: So, guys, I mean, in addition to the baby, I have launched with my friends and partners Amanda and Maria a podcast network called Eerios, um, which is women-owned, women-run, and all um, women or identifying as women hosts. Um, and we have launched a slate of twelve shows, which I'm super excited about. And then I am actually hosting one of the shows. Um, it's called Foxy Browns, and it is, um, I would say, a spiritual cousin to Forever 35. I like that, um, yeah. <laughs> It would not exist. There would not be a space for it if you guys did not exist, so thank you for existing. Um, and it is um, also about beauty and wellness a little bit, but it's from our perspectives of women, as women of color. So we're, we're interviewing other women of color about their sort of backgrounds, their definitions of beauty, where they grew up. It's really more of a deep dive into what does beauty mean around, around the world? Um and it's been really fun and really great, and I'm super excited about it.
2: Yeah, and we are big fans of the show already. So we would encourage our listeners to also subscribe. Check it out, subscribe, email them your questions, yeah, <laughs> etc. And you're the, the entire Arios slate of shows is really exciting and wonderful. So we are on board. Yes. Um and We're also thrilled to have you on because we have a question that is very germane. to your interests and uh, lifestyle. How funny. Yes, this listener wrote us a couple months ago and they said, I'd say the episode I find
0: myself thinking about referring back to the most was when you had Priyanka Matu on as a guest. I really related to her as a mom of a young child and I was quite frankly in awe of the way she carved out the self-care time she needed so she Uh. could be the best parent possible. I know from the Facebook group that she had another baby and I'm wondering how she's making it all work now with two. I'm the parent of a three-year-old and I'm endlessly curious about other parents' decisions to have another and their transition from one to two.
3: Ah, oh, well, that's, I mean, first of all, that's so nice to hear. Thanks for paying attention um and another thing is you know i that it that interview I, I was four years into parenthood so it took it took like four years of screaming and yelling and like banging my head against a wall and going to therapy to figure out what my schedule was going to be um to take care of myself so no matter how calm and organized i sounded at that point you know that it's all it's a journey it's all a journey as you mm-hmm. guys know mean dory with a new baby and mm-hmm. kate with the two. there's it's a lot. It's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And, and the last part to move is always, for some reason, mom. I, I hate to be gendered about it, but, you know, in this case, it's true. Um, so, yes, I had great systems in place with one kid. It was <laughs> relatively easy because my husband could, you know, take him out of the house, do whatever needed to be done so that I could get a little bit of alone time with two. Obviously, that's been a little bit of a challenge and the new baby is she's nine months old so she we are in it we are really really in it so as far as self-care and carving out time for myself my saturday mornings are gone not because not because i couldn't go work out on a saturday morning and do what i need to do but because it's so i this sounds crazy but maybe not crazy it's so fun to hang out with them it's so fun to hang out with them on a Saturday morning um, and see them together that I don't want to miss a second. I'm sure I'll get to a point where I will be like, you guys just hang out. I want to go take care of myself. Um, and I can see that coming around, around the corner. But no, I have not worked out in a long time. I try to walk and ride my bike as much as I can. Um, I go to therapy. I am active as I can be. I read as much as I can. I certainly like, you know, at the end of I'm still going to bed. You know, I'm, I'm going to my room at like 830 and then reading until 10. So I still have my reading time, which is great. Wow. And, yeah, I, I
4: have to read. It's the most important thing.
0: That's so awesome that you have that nice chunk of time carved out for yourself and that you stick to it. Yeah.
3: I, really I just have that. to go crazy. I mean, we talked about this before I'm an introvert and I need that time. And I'm so glad that I, I'm so glad I recognize that because without the alone time, I'm no, I'm no good to anyone. Also what I've taken on, and I don't know if you guys, sorry if I, I'm sure you guys have talked about this. Um, I started um, when I was pregnant uh, with my daughter um, I got super anxious right before the baby was born. And I started taking um, transcendental meditation. I did the TM course. I don't know if either of you have done it. I
0: have. Yeah. This, I've you a, have. Yeah. And I practice it occasionally. I'm not great about sticking to it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I find that when I stick to it, it really helps. Um, the anxiety and kind of the it, it, that sometime to myself, that's 20 minutes twice a day that that, um, makes everything else easier for some reason. I don't get as like emotionally, um, whipped into a frenzy by, uh, small things. <laughs> um, I, I'm an, you know, I think I can be kind of an anxious parent. So anything I can do to, to boost my serotonin levels is, is, is great. And TM has been great for that. So, you know, I have my thing. I, I, I think the thing is after any kid, you're piecing your life back together little by little. And mm. so I'm not quite there, but I, I feel like I'm a third of the way there. It'll be, it'll still be more of a journey. And for the transition from one to two, I mean, Kate, you can speak to this, but for me, I was very scared of the second and I waited a long time there, four and a half years apart. Um, and I would have waited even longer, but, um, but my son started asking for a baby for two years, uh, like at two years. And then he, and then he asked for two more years before I was ready. Um, and I finally gave in because I was like, here's fine. You're asking for a baby. You need company. You can have a baby. Um, <laughs> and, and I was scared about how much work it was going to be and how anxious I was going to be. Cause I was so anxious the first time, but, um, but it's been so much fun because the focus of that, the singular focus of my energy on a four-year-old boy, was maybe too much for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and bringing like this little adorable wild card into the frame has been great because they just, hey, I mean, they're very entertained by each other. So that that sort of I don't have to entertain all day. You know, I can kind of set them on the ground and be like, figure it out. And yeah, there's some screaming, but whatever.
0: Mm, yeah. just becomes a, a dull noise eventually. <laughs> just blends yeah. into the background.
3: <laughs> I've been pleasantly surprised by how, um, by how much I really, I weirdly like having two more than I liked having one even.
2: Wow. Well, yeah. we're going to completely switch gears now and talk about something that came up on last week's mini episode, which is Rackney
0: oh yes 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 i heard this yes.
2: aka boob acne boob
0: acne um, or just
2: body acne body really. acne yeah. yeah um
0: so kate, could we call it zits on your tits <laughs> <laughs> yes we can kate yes we can. how did i just come up with that rhyme that certainly has been made many times before has it
2: i don't know I mean, Neat. I want that on a t-shirt.
3: <laughs> we'll
0: get that merch going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So we, we have, a, we've received a bunch of
0: listener feedback, which we're going to share because a lot of people have experience with this. So I'm going to read the first email and obviously Priyanka, weigh in with your own experiences. I, I know you have some thoughts. Oh, I cannot wait. Okay.
3: I do always have thoughts, you guys. <laughs> um, I so, so this is referring to kind of the, like you, uh, the top of the chest area is that what we're talking about or really anywhere, anywhere. On your chest,
0: I think it's anywhere. I think some people are getting it in that top chest part, but also on the actual bre- breast. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, so I get um, sometimes breakouts on my shoulders and my back. Um, I don't get them on my chest. Probably, but I'm not going to say my chest is consistently exposed, but I do like a scoop neck. Like, there's not a lot of fabric like touching my boobs ever. So, um, so I'm assuming that body acne is the same assuming that body acne is the same as like a facial acne situation, like the only culprits really could be like, you can have black pores or you can have um, like an inflammation situation, situation. And there's like probably bacteria present. So all you can really do, I think is, is attack one of them at a time. Um, one thing that I find for breakouts that's really great is, and I can send you a picture of this stuff. Um, there's a product that I buy for breakouts really anywhere, whether it's on my chin or on my, especially those kind of cystic mysterious um, zits. Um, they're dermatology triactive acne pads. Have you heard of these? No. no? Okay, so they're like these round, rough kind of pads that have glycolic acid, lactic acid, um, grapefruit, grapefruit peel extract, a lot of sort of acids that can kind of exfoliate. So um, I found that those on problem areas, um, just a swipe morning and night can really help. Mm. Um, I- they're either clearing up, sloughing off the skin. And I think they're sloughing off the skin and a little bit like disinfecting and taking care of like whatever excess sebum might be on there. Um, so they've been really helpful for me. So I think they attack on like a few, a few, uh, fronts, but try, try them. I think they're really good. I mean, yeah. Also the inflammation factor. I find the I mentioned this when I was on the show last time, but dairy, I love dairy. I cannot have it anymore. I just break out. I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. Like any little under the skin, anything that I might have, if I have a sip of milk turns into a full zit.
0: So I've heard other people say that too with dairy. Uh, it doesn't do it to me. I have a sip
2: of milk and just gurgles down my stomach. But
0: <laughs> I, do you have a adverse
3: reaction to it?
2: I don't, yeah. but Courtney Chisano has mentioned this yeah. um, when she's been on the show several times before. So
3: it's worth um, trying. Nice I mean, even for me, it it, it it was immediate once I stopped really having dairy. Um, I can still do like goat and sheep cheese, which is great. But like cow dairy for some reason The zits, the zits are popping. It's not, it's not a good look.
2: Um. Well, Kate, should we get some of this advice from our listeners? Yeah, let me read this first email here.
0: This is a subject close to my heart. Sweat-related body acne is a fungal skin condition, so it's often different from what's going on on your face. I swear by anti-dandruff shampoo on the affected skin area once a week. It clears that up so fast. I use my husband's American Crew shampoo brand, but anything would work. Another tip, the Reddit thread in the Skin Care Addiction Forum has so many gems like this. Okay. (laughs) Anti-dandruff shampoo. Who knew?
3: That makes sense because dan- the stuff in anti-dandruff shampoo is to get rid of excess sebum, which is like the oil that your hair produces. So it's probably getting rid of like any oil on your body, as well as the fungal stuff. I guess that's yeah. interesting.
2: Yeah, that is interesting. I never yeah. really thought of that.
3: Sure. Great.
2: Um, all right, I will read this next email, which is from. This person writes, it's from our home state of Massachusetts, where we are in the midst of a classic New England summer, hot and humid, which means back and chest acne are at their best. I'm responding particularly to the Rackney email from the last mini app. I've struggled with back and chest acne for about 20 years. And here are a few products I found very helpful. One, simple brand oil balancing skin wipes. I use them every night to clean my back and chest. I also keep a back I also keep a pack in my gym locker to use after a workout. Mm-hmm. Differin gel. My dermatologist mm-hmm. said to use it preventatively, not as a spot treatment, just smear it everywhere. It has been amazing. And in the shower, I wash my chest and back with Murad acne body scrub using a little silicone scrubber. Hmm. And, and, they, and They also suggest getting a back
0: facial. We have one more voicemail.
4: Hey, Kate and Dory. This is Veronica. Love the pod. Was just listening while I was at the gym, and I couldn't wait to get home because I was listening to your most recent mini-ep with the person who was getting, I don't know what she called it, rachne. I sympathize. I get it in other sensitive parts of my body, and I actually treat it kind of like I treat my skin. So I keep face wash in the shower. Right now I'm just using... Is, um it's oil-free acne stress control and I just put it on preemptively and I also use like a little I think it's like a prescription but it's a retin-a cream that's really really helpful um, and honestly both of these things are helpful for acne on my face too um, and then the last thing that I swear by that I put on my face and other parts of my body when I break out are um, they're Peter Thomas Roth? They're Acne Clear Invisible Dots, and I actually sleep with them. They have salicylic acid, hyaluronic acid, and tea tree oil, and it's just like a little clear dot that you put on, and it's great. It really helps to tone things down a little when they're irritated. Um, but to the other listener, I really feel for you. Just. Try to take it a little bit at a time. It's going to flare up, but just try different things a little bit. Give it a chance to work. And if it's not working, move on to the next thing. The other thing, because you guys talked about it in the same episode, beauty products I can't live without. Kate, I have been in my lips every morning and every night since I was probably a freshman in high school. And everybody I know I have the softest lips, so <laughs> definitely would die without it. But also, like your other caller, I am a Bobby Brown fan. She makes this corrector. It's like an under-eye corrector to help with, like, dark circles. And then a creamy concealer with, like, two different little pots you can buy. And I swear to God, it makes me look like I actually slept the night. Anywho, love you, ladies. And I uh, just wanted to pass along some tips. Bye. Well,
2: I feel much more educated on the entire subject of acne now.
0: Well, as I mentioned in our previous mini episode, I have butt acne.
2: Butt acne. Butt acne. Decided
0: to
3: call it. Yeah, and I actually How do have. Do you even to- know? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> yeah. You don't touch your butt cheeks, guys. I don't. I don't often. I mean, when I wash them, I suppose. Dory?
2: You touch your butt cheeks? Yeah. When I wash them. Also, I notice
0: like if I sit down and I'm like, ow. Mm -hmm. And I notice I have a little zit on my butt. Mm -hmm. So I might get myself a little body wash to help with that situation. It's not a constant problem. It just like is like I'll occasionally get a zit on a cheek every now and then. Sure, yeah.
2: Um and I wanna, you know, why not have something handy? Why not, Kate? Why not? Well, on that note, we're gonna take a short break.
0: dot com slash forever 35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince dot com slash forever 35 so we had a really interesting listener question That I'm really thrilled to pose with Priyanka here. Mm. Uh, Someone wrote in and asked um, My grandmother passed away last year after a long and painful bout with cancer. Our local Women's Chamber of Commerce is honoring her by establishing a scholarship in her name. I've been asked to speak at a luncheon for the scholarship recipients, and it is a tremendous honor to represent my family at this event. I'm supposed to write a short biography about myself for the program, and I'm not quite sure where to begin. My question is this what would you include in a bio about yourself? How do I make it interesting without being too braggy? Is that even possible? Now, my inclination is to say, brag, brag it up. Yeah. Because, uh, I'm a, I'm, I don't want to make the, the assumption of this person's gender identity. I'm assuming they are a woman identified person, possibly a cisgender woman. And culturally, we have been instructed to like, play down our achievements, not offend anybody, not brag, blah, bitty, blah, 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 let it out, brag about yourself, who gives a shit? Am I crazy? No, Teammates?
3: that's totally how I feel. I mean, I hate to I, I hate that I, I thought this immediately. But as soon as you read the question, I was like, this is clearly a woman um, yeah. who has been beaten down like the rest of us. And um, she feels uncomfortable putting her accomplishments out there in, in writing or in, 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 uh, in words in front of people. So, um, yeah, absolutely brag. I mean, you know, start with who you are, start with the fun things that you've done, talk about your family, whatever you're proud of, put it out there. And also I think, I think having a bio that you can go to is something everyone should have. That should be one of the vulture columns that I write. I think it should be, I, I think it should be, I think it's absolutely necessary, necessary to write up a bio for yourself that you're proud of. Cause when you're feeling down and you feel like things are not going your way, you can refer to it and say, wait, I've done all this stuff. Like, totally. With, you know? Yes. That's a great, that. that's a
0: great idea. Yeah. My when I had to write my book proposal, my literary agent came back with it and was like, "You need to write a bio that is. It's going to feel like you are bragging about yourself, and it's going to make you feel uncomfortable. But you need to really highlight everything about yourself that's going to make somebody want to buy this book." And it was really hard, but it was a great practice, and um, that is still the bio that I go to when I need to send something out. So I'm I I think there's nothing braggy about telling people who you are and what you've accomplished. And those accomplishments can be anything. It doesn't just have to be professional accomplishments, you know? So, And
3: and also, you're talking to scholarship recipients. I mean, they're looking to be inspired. They're excited. They're in a positive frame of mind. And I think if you can set an amazing example for them and say, hey, I'm a person just like you and here are the things I've done. I find that young people are really excited to be like, I want to be you or
2: do That's such that, a good point.
3: Teach me how you did that. Show me how you did that. And I think that that, um, I think you have to lay it out there because what else are you going to do? You go in there and say like, I haven't done much. I'm going to be really modest about it. But why? Then why then? Why are you wanna, yeah speak <laughs> to them at all?
0: And this luncheon, or excuse me, the scholarship is honoring your grandmother. And I don't know what your relationship was like with your grandmother, but I, I'm imagining it being positive. What would your grandmother say about you? And how would your grandmother want you to talk about yourself? Probably with pride, right? Yeah. You're, I mean, I'm a ma- I'm also creating a fictional grandmother in my head, but this grandmother is really proud of you and wants you to be vocal about who you are and what you are proud of in your life.
3: I know. I was going to say, write the bio that your grandmother would write for you. Yes. Yeah. That is
2: such good advice. Shall I read this next email? Read it up, girl. <clears throat> I have oily skin and have been using retinol for years. My heavier cold weather product is too much right now, and I'm looking for a serum that won't clog my pores. It has only been since listening to your show that I've stopped thinking of skincare as a tedious chore at the end of the day, and now I'm enjoying the process. Also, I started using Colosol Water Milk Cleanser as a makeup remover after hearing a listener recommend it and love it.
0: Do you either of you have a serum that you like a light weather serum, a warm weather serum or something you use that you feel is not pore cloggy.
3: Um, there was a serum. I have dry skin. So, I mean, it's totally, you know, it's different because she says she has oily skin, but if she's looking for something that won't clog her pores and is pretty light. I do remember, um, when my skin was super oily after baby one, Um, I used a serum called, oh, it's from that brand cosmetics that I've mentioned before. It's S M E D I X. Um, and there was a clarifying serum. I'm looking, oh yes, it's called clarity, clarity, skin clarifying serum. I really liked it. And it was, um, it's a little bottle, but it goes a long way and it's like $27, but it really lasts like, you know, it'll last two months. Um, so it looks like you can just buy it online. It's Called cosmetics clarity skin clarifying serum.
2: I would also look into maybe a serum from Paula's Choice. Mm-hmm. People really love her products, um, and I know she her stuff like really speaks to specific skincare uh, issues. Hmm. So um, I know people really like her AHA mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would I would maybe cruise on over to her site and and check something out over there
3: there should be a way there should be a way to just get like a one like a an eighth of an ounce of everything you know i wish everything did and that's why Sephora is amazing because they will give you a sample yes
0: but it's almost like you need a sample that's going to be like a month long right like you don't need three months and you don't need one week you need just like uh, 30 days right um i would I really like this isn't necessarily a serum, but the Pixie Glow Tonic I feel like is a really great um, product to use mm. a couple <laughs> days a week. And then one serum, I've actually stopped using vitamin C serum, but one serum I do like that I use about once a week is this multivitamin plus retinol serum from emergency that I believe does have a little bit of vitamin C in it. And it's kind of like a reparative serum um, that is good for easily irritated skin. So a lot of vitamins in there. Anyway, I like that one. It's a little bit lighter in my experience. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. We have a very interesting voicemail question that I am very curious if we're gonna <laughs> have a way to answer this one.
1: Hey guys, I adore your podcast. Um I was Cutting up some mango the other week, and after I sliced off the rind, I thought, Oh my gosh, what if I just rub this on my face? And I did, and my face felt really good. And then today, I was eating papaya, and I kind of thought the same thing. And so, when I was pulling out the seeds, I just rubbed them on my face. And it just makes me think, like, what natural masking am I missing out on? Um, Because I've definitely purchased masks. I definitely, you know, use skincare products. But I know there's lots of things around the house, um, fruits and, you know, yogurt and everything that I just forget about using. Um, So I'm curious uh, what natural products, (laughs) what natural, like, items you have used as masks in the past um, or what you've heard could be good. All right. Thank you guys so much. I love your podcast. Bye. I grew up with a grandmother
0: who, while cooking, would just take the egg white that she was cooking with and put it on her face. Ooh, Yeah, she was always egg whiting her face. How was her skin? Actually, she had freaking gorgeous skin. There <laughs> go. Unreal skin. Yeah. And she was also, she grew a lot of aloe and would rub aloe all over herself all the time, like break off a little piece of aloe.
2: Just rub it all over. Yeah. Yeah. Have you used food as a mask?
3: I have not. My mother um I actually mentioned this I think when I was on my mother's that, that that my mother will put half of whatever she's eating on her face. Um always fruit. Always she's a botanist by by trade, by training. She's a PhD in botany, so always mixing up like lotions and potions with food and like plants and you know whatever. The thing about the fruit is there's always the, you know, that there's a lot of moisture in it and there's a lot of acid in it. So, yeah, it's going to be good for your face. Um the high sugar stuff maybe is not so great. Cause you don't want to feed anything that might be sitting on there. You don't want to candida situation, mm. but yeah, my mom does it all the time. And my mom also looks amazing. She fully like yogurt, honey, like anything yeah. remotely acidic or calming or she, she has a, she has a whole, like she opens the fridge and is like, what can I put on my face?
0: Yeah. I've done, um, raw honey, Manuka honey, um, as a face wash, a bunch, um, and yogurt i've tried Mm -hmm. and also avocado Mm, it's so nice and creamy very creamy Ah. and people do yogurt too
3: yeah yeah
0: um and i will say like a couple things that actually calm down like um this is not necessarily skincare but if you like freeze a couple cucumber slices that really does help kind of calm puffy eyes and also tea bags Mm. have you ever done tea bags under the eyes
3: I have heard of this, but I have not done it. Um, Does it work?
0: Yes, I think it's the same. I think science is like people using a caffeine eye cream.
3: Because it pulls the water out? Is that what it does? Like, really?
0: I truly don't know what it does. (laughs) I have just put tea. This might be another thing I inherited from my grandmother. My grandmother was incredibly frugal you know, grew all her own food and was doing all, you know, she just would always be like using something for something else. But yeah, tea bags on the eyes.
3: It's just fascinating. I'm going to try it because the science of it would be like, like caffeine is a diuretic and it pulls water, but I'm wondering if it can pull water through that, like very thin skin under your eyes. And yeah, I've noticed that all those serums have caffeine in them. Mm -hmm. Right.
2: Yeah. The Ordinary okay. makes a very popular caffeine right. under eye serum.
3: Right. People love it. Yeah. Um, okay. Worth trying. Yeah. Those report back. All right.
2: We're going to take one more quick break
0: and we'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning... Well, we're back. We are. Here we are. We have a final email that we'd like to read and tackle today. Yes. Shall I do this one, Dori? Yes, please. Okay, here it goes. I'm 32, and I've reached that stage in my life where a lot of my friends and coworkers have started to have kids. I'm in a committed long-term relationship but I don't think kids are in my future anytime soon. I want to start off by saying that I'm happy for my friends and coworkers who have started the next phase of their lives. And of course, I know that their kids will come up in conversation, but it now seems like every conversation I have with these friends and co-workers revolves solely around what their children are doing in excruciating detail, and they no longer ask or have any interest in anything I have to say. I don't know if I'm a bit sensitive about this whole thing because I can feel the biological clock ticking and a couple of these people have made made disparaging comments to me about my relationship. I'm in a long distance relationship as my partner is living in Japan for work, but I can't help but feel that it's a little inconsiderate for these people to merely exchange pleasantries with me before launching into a lengthy discussion about their kids when they know I can't contribute anything to the discussion other than the occasional, oh yeah. I'd love to hear any advice you might have about how I could steer my conversations with these friends and coworkers away from little Johnny's pooping habits and in directions where I can actually participate without Sounding
3: rude. Mm. 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 I mean, yeah, that's super annoying.
0: (laughs) This sounds familiar to me of a world I lived in before I had kids. Yeah. And then I have I'm now on the other side where I'm very conscious of the fact when the conversation just turns to like, kids, 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 our kids, Mm -hmm. our kids, and there's a person without children trying to participate. And I imagine it really freaking stinks.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I was there very recently. And I found that like almost, it, it was really hard to hang out with groups of people who had kids. I think i I I talked about this on yeah. the podcast that like I was fine hanging out one on one with someone who had kids because then we could just talk about other things. But when I was with multiple people who had kids, they just all started talking about their kids. Um, and like, I, you know, I get it. Kids become the center of your life. Um, I think that it's. It's hard. And I think, you know, you might try with your friends, you might try hanging out with them one on one instead of hanging out with them in a group and seeing how that works. And if it changes that might be a better conversation. Yeah, that might be better. With coworkers I think it's it's really tough because you can't avoid them and you can't just like hang out with them one on one. Right.
0: And you're all working together and like in the lunch room or
2: something. Yeah. yeah. I mean I guess I would just try to change the subject. Um, But if it's you versus like five other people with kids, I don't, I honestly don't know if there's anything you can do.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, from the perspective of people who have children, they, I don't even know if they necessarily want to be talking about their children. It's just such, (laughs) I don't, I just find myself talking about the kids Anyway, and it doesn't mean that they're all I want to talk about. It's just they take up so much of my mental space.
2: Yeah. That's
3: what we're catching up on. I would happily talk about like a book or a movie or the weather or a restaurant or anything else. Um, So I wonder if there's kind of a delicate way to like steer the conversation away just to be like – I was reading this really good book lately or have you guys read? Yeah. I think it's more about, unfortunately about a little bit being the ringmaster and thinking yeah. of yourself in that way and saying like, I read this thing. Has anyone seen such and such? Yeah. Like changing the subject. I think honestly, you, you might be surprised. They might be grateful for it. Um, That's a good
0: point. Yeah, that is a good, cause I will say, In thinking about these conversations I have with people about our children A lot of times it's just a a convenient Way to make small talk Mm -hmm. Like our children are like Our breaking bad do you know what I mean Like we don't have anything else to talk about so but the One thing we have in common is like we have Kids who are pooping in diapers so Mm -hmm. we'll just talk About that so I that's a good Point Pranka. like these people might feel relief yeah. to, to have the conversation be about it. Something else. It's just, it, it I imagine, I just want to say that I sympathize. It sounds really frustrating and it's hard that it has to fall on you to steer the conversation towards something
2: different. Also the the fact that people have made disparaging comments to you about your relationship feels really gross. That's so rude. Yeah. That's, that's just flat out rude. Um, So I think, those comments you can you can push back on yeah and not worry about sounding rude because they have just been very rude to you yeah
0: no but your relationship is nobody's
2: business but yeah. your own yeah
0: hmm. well I, oh this is also a nice reminder just to be conscious of the fact of of making converse group conversations inclusive yes no matter what the topic
2: yes totally
0: i think that is really important so thank you listener
2: well i think that brings us to the end we are we're at the end once
0: again um priyanka mm-hmm. can you remind our listeners just where can they find you where can they listen to foxy browns and all of Arios's shows
3: Oh of course, yes. We are all over your favorite um podcast apps. Um but you can go to Erios.net to read a little bit more about all of our shows. Um we have a nice slate of twelve, including podcasts from uh, the musician Feist and um we just launched a show from Margaret Show. We have a lovely show from Leslie Arfin, we have just a bunch of great girls um on, on the on the slate. So so check it out. Um listen on um Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, I think now on Stitcher. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts and foxy browns too is is um is is right up up on we're new and noteworthy on apple podcasts and we're also um uh, have been selected editorially on spotify so it should be you know either you're browsing or just go look for us foxy browns which i host with my co-host camilla blackett um and i hope you enjoy it
2: well, it was so great having you. Thank you for sharing your words of wisdom.
3: Yeah, thank we're you so happy to be back, you guys. Nice to reconnect. Yeah, same. Uh-huh.